Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, Wolf, I didn't know our next guest was joining us in studio, but the NBA schedule comes out, and all of a sudden, Kellen Olsen appears, and uh, he has walked through the studio door. He's over there wearing Yeah, headphones. he appears all right. Um, a, a large man, Killer, walking in here, and he seems to be getting taller. I don't know what it is. My haircut. I, is that? No. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You're walking around. Suddenly, there's a shadow that comes over Studio Shangri-La. I sound so cool and, like, mythical right now. Like, yeah. I just appear out of thin air. I'm this gigantic human. Like, this is so cool. He is, you've, you've described, what was the dude that uh, Herm Edwards was looking for? Mandrake? You just described Mandrake. Oh. <laughs> described Kellen as Mandrake. Yeah, killer running into the darkness. Um, <laughs> okay, so your first reaction to the Phoenix Suns and the schedule release, what did you think? Uh, I'm really bummed that we have to wait two more months for basketball. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I really tire myself out, obviously, with uh, especially with the last two years because of how the pandemic affected their schedule. Now they're back to a regular uh, mid-October start, like I, I believe like late April, early April is when somewhere in there where it normally ends. So it was it was like a daunting task for two years with the limited limited off season, all that kind of stuff. And now we're just kind of back to that regular clock. And like before we were getting like these two months and that was it. And then basketball is back. It's like there's two more months after this is what we're normally used to. Uh, it's the same reaction to any other schedule. There are certain little tidbits that we can get into but I think like just the main thing that I noticed from the jump is that five of their first seven games are against the teams that they very well might be competing with in the Western Conference to win it Uh, they play the Clippers they play the Warriors the Timberwolves uh, the Pelicans and then there's one more that I'm I'm forgetting but they they face like really prime Dallas is the other one Uh, five teams that could very well be the other five teams that join them and getting those top six spots in the West and they get to judge it against those teams early and all of those teams have very interesting notes about them john wall on the clippers i'm going to be very interested to see how he looks at the start of the year of course the pelicans with zion uh, there's a lot of intrigue there for sure at the start of the year kellen olsen joining us in studio kellen what uh you know how you get the schedule and you're like okay when do they play this team which team now jumps out to you because for me I, honestly it, it's dallas at this point and then we knew about the opener on october 19th but i immediately went and looked and found the other three times they're going to play dallas this season I, I think New Orleans and Minnesota were, were the two for me, and those are two of the teams that they'll play in the first seven games. I think New Orleans, uh, Willie Green is in a really interesting position where he did such a great job in his first year as the head coach, and I, I, I phrased it in the in the story on ArizonaSports.com as recreating the magic that he found from the postseason. They got eliminated in six games, but we all watched those games and just saw there's something special happening there. But now you bring Zion into the fold, which should be easy. He's one of the 15, 20 best players in the league already when he's fully healthy, and he's so young still. But it just changes the dynamic of their team. So I'm really interested to see how long it takes for them to kind of figure all of that out because it really snapped into place when C.J. McCollum came in uh, at the trade deadline. And then Minnesota speaks for itself with Rudy Gobert. Like, how is Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns going to look together? From a Suns perspective, Chris Paul is going to put Rudy Gobert in a ball screen until he can no longer stand, pretty much. Like, he is just going to really test those two bigs over and over again. And the Suns are have always been the type of team with Monty Williams where they will really relentlessly target something if they see something in a defense that is a weak spot. And for Minnesota, it's the fact that they have two bigs. They're going to see how they move early. And again, it's just one of those like little basketball intricacies that I'm excited to see. So when you look at the schedule right now um, and you think of the Phoenix Suns, do you think they're going to win 64 games again? 
I think 64 is a really high number. I think that they're going to have the most wins in the Western Conference again. I'll, I'll go that far. I think they're going to win 55 plus. I think they're going to get the number one seed again. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go, uh, but there were two different parts of the schedule that really stood out to me that are going to be positives for them. 12 of their first 19 games are at home. They only have two back-to-backs in that stretch, and both of them are at home. So, Wolf, you know how important it is to just get, like, you get to practice somewhere else, yeah. like in New Orleans or Minnesota or whatever. Maybe you just, like, have a couple shoot-arounds, really, for, like, two weeks to really get practice. They're going to be able to be at their own facility getting practice in early in the season. This is a group that won't really need it based on the continuity that they have. But with that in mind, it's always nice to be at home for that specific reason. Obviously, from a travel perspective, too, it, it really works because they only go on three road trips over those first 19 games. One of them is just to Portland and L.A., and then they're back home. One is a solo trip to Utah, and then they take a tough four-game stretch that goes out east. But one real, quote-unquote, road trip over the course of the first two months of the season, yeah. six weeks of the season, is a really great boost for them. And then the other one is that they have a 15-game stretch from, I believe, mid-November to uh, 2023, the end of the year. And it's 15 games where they do not have more than two days off in a row in between games. So it's day off, game, day off, game, game, day off, game. Stretches like that, and that might sound daunting, but to go back to what I was talking about earlier with how the schedule kind of crumbled together the yeah. last two years, you guys will remember the, what, was it 18 in a row for the franchise record last year? Mm-hmm. That included one of those stretches. It had 14 games in a row where they didn't have a two-day break in between any of those games, and they won all of them. And, and they've been a terrific team over those kinds of stretches. So there are two little pockets in the first like 30, 40 games, Wolf, where they're going to have two different opportunities to really find themselves, if they need to, which I, I don't think they will. I think they're going to hit the ground running. Yeah, they, the one thing I noticed, too, they got a 23-game stretch from December 4th to the mid-January um, 16th, yes. January 16th, about six weeks right there, where they have 16 games, 16 on the road. 16 yeah. of those 23 right there. But, you know, when you think of the Phoenix Suns, you think of them being such a great road team, right? That's the one thing about it. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that gives you a, a lot of comfort as well when you look at that. Uh, Kellen, here's the other thing. Maloney pointed this out earlier. Uh, the, the first time they will play Brooklyn with either Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving or none of these guys is, of course, at the Footprint Center on January 19th, two or four days after uh, DeAndre Ayton is eligible to be traded should he allow a trade. So... I don't think the NBA necessarily went that far to do that intentionally, but that's an interesting little plot twist. It is. Yeah, you can you can sit here and kind of make your own theories over it. Like the Knicks and the Jazz play each other, I believe, in like early November, like right off the bat at the start of the year. <laughs> of course, there's Donovan Mitchell rumors there. And then I believe that the other meeting that they have, because they're West and East, so they only play twice, is like either right at the trade deadline or right after the trade deadline. So there are little things in there you can kind of theorize for sure. But, I mean, the schedule, I, I, I spoke optimistically about it, but they're playing in the Western Conference, and, and it's going to be a gauntlet. That stretch that you mentioned, Wolf, I highlighted one in between that, which is that they have 13 games in 25 days. Ten of those, I believe, are on the road, and that includes three games against Memphis, two against the Nuggets, two against the Cavaliers, who are a great team. They play the yes. Heat, they play the Warriors, they play a lot of really tough, challenging teams. And to your point, one that I would schedule is their first game at Denver. I believe that is the Christmas game, if I, if I remember correctly. But you guys will remember the last game in Denver. That was the Amir Coffee game, where they showed a picture of Amir Coffee while Devin Booker was being introduced. It said Devin Booker was actually Amir Coffee. Book took that personally, used it as motivation. You'll remember that game. 
I, I remember Wait, Book took something personally and used yeah. it as motivation. Hold on, okay. shocking. Yeah. I, I know, but he had like this attitude about him, and the team did in in that game as well. That was the second game of a back to back, and to go back to the Road Warriors specifically, road back to backs were something they were great at, which no team is great at, but they were great at. And you could sense during that game, the Denver crowd was like, "Oh, we hate these guys. Like, they swept <laughs> us last year, and they're doing this to us." Like it was a one forty one thirty final. They're starting to really build themselves up as a team that is hated by a couple of certain fan bases. They're the day before that, remember the game in Minnesota? Carl Anthony Towns says That's the two right. short to Jay Crowder. That's Devin right. Booker goes nuts, dunks on D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> yells at him as he goes down the floor. They're getting booed that off the floor. That was his buddy. That was his buddy, he yeah. He said he has no friends after that. And so there are a lot of just like road games against Western Conference foes that I'm going to be looking at and just kind of seeing, gauging the temperature a bit because I'm sure it'll be rowdy in Dallas. I'm sure it'll be rowdy in New Orleans after the playoffs. But there were a couple in the regular season, too, that stood out. Kellen Olson, great stuff as always, man. I'm sure you're probably doing important work, but uh, we had to pull you in here and talk about this. Very important work, always. I'm, I'm such an important person around this office that is always working whenever he is here and never not doing anything that is related to ArizonaSports.com. What a great website. <laughs> and I would assume so the power is going to go bud. out if you don't get back out there. Yeah.